Welcome to the Hildebrand Family Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I haven't figured out what to call yeah, this we thing haven't, yet. We haven't got a name yet. We haven't got the official name. We're just going to go with the Hildebrand Family Podcast for now. That works. And we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh, in this, this one, uh, we're going to talk about Walt Disney World. One of the magical places, best magical places on earth. Exactly. And uh, we could probably talk about this for hours, but we're going to try to keep it under an hour for you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> this, uh, but anyway, let's get into this thing. Walt Disney World. Yes. One of our favorite places to go. Definitely. And, you know, there's so many things going on there now. Oh yeah, we got to get back there sometimes to check this out for the vlog. Probably oh, for the vlog. For the vlog, for back, sure, right? For sure. They but would love to go back with us. They would love to. But anyway, you know, um, I don't know. What's your what one thing that you know is going on there right now? Are you probably most excited to see? I I think since um, Epcot is like one of the my favorite parks, I'll I would say all the renovations going on at Epcot. Like I love I love Future World, but that's like a whole bunch of construction, right? The Ratatouille and and the Skyliner yes, and all the Skyliner. They got the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know all the stuff there where the character spot used to be is gone now. Um, like this. Oh, Starbucks. It's closed down in that location. Oh no! Dun, dun, dun. They're even. I heard that like they're moving mouse gears. Yeah, around. mouse gears like temporary location. I'm almost guessing that they're going to probably move it to um, one of the buildings that's closed or like where that like um the building right there by the Mexican Pavilion. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That they usually have the special event stuff. It'll probably go there for now. That just seems like a logical move. Yeah. There's enough space in there. Um, well, they renovate because it'll it'll reopen, but they're yeah. just they're renovating it right now. And then the characters is the thing that I'm most curious about because they said that they're going to move them throughout the park, almost like it wasn't going to re like open that character spot there. I know that and that was one of my favorite little spots because you got to go in. Oh, I loved it. And there was like four characters back to back, so it was like Mickey. Many Daisy and Goofy or something like right, that. Yeah. Wasn't it? Or yep. It was it was a great spot. Like it's a getting out of the heat in the middle of the day, a perfect activity. The one thing I noticed last time I was in there though, and I don't know if this is just they were having issues, but it was kinda of stinky in there. Oh yeah. But that may be why they're I mean, even Club Cool right now is yeah. going down. Club Cool uh, was going down and they've got there too. I don't know, the whole I think they need to probably, it's probably well past time for I them to renovate and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of those buildings up front, because I, I know they're changing that whole shebang up and they're going to, you know, do the whole like um, indoor playground thing yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, the play, was it, I can't remember, playscape or something yeah. like that. I don't know. It's like the whole cityscape thing. You get to it go looks like, cool. Yeah, get out of the heat and play, you know. That might be, be where, what they're using for that building. It's a pretty good size on the inside. Like, yeah. if you haven't been in there, like, it's a big building. It is. Um, and I think, um, you know, 
Guardians is going to soak up a lot of people right over there too. So I think yeah, you know kind of behind Test Track or something. Yeah. So I think um, and the new you know I'm kind of excited about that new space restaurant that this theme where it's like all enclosed. Oh, it looks that like looks you're out in outer space. Awesome. Disney and their theming like they're not going to disappoint. I know it's Disney, right? And I think that's opening up sort of soonish, isn't it? Yeah, right it should here. be really soon. Actually, in the next couple months, I think so. So they're, uh, you know, I'm kind of ex- excited. Just, uh, but the one thing about Epcot is that is the one park that there is never a shortage of shortage of places to eat at, though, right? Oh, that's why one of the places reasons we love it was the festivals. And they have all those festivals there. They have the flower garden, the art, and the food and wine. All great festivals. Yep. I think, like, um, being able to immerse your kids maybe in different cultures that, like, you know, it's it's hard to fly to Japan, you know, with the family. It's hard to, you know, go to all those European countries. So, like, it's a taste. Like, they like to have, like, the, you know... Um, residents of the countries that the lanes are in are usually the ones that take care of you in there. So, right for sure. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's what you know. I think um, I think Epcot's definitely one of my favorite places. And actually, I think you know, I like if I go there, I like um, I like staying at the yacht or the beach club because you can just walk right over oh, there. Yeah. Too. That's really good. You're right by the gate. Plus, Stormalong Bay is probably like the best pool. Oh, I would Disney. say that's the best pool on property, hands down. I mean, you got the poly that some people swear by, but I still think, for my money, the Yacht and the Beach Club, I just feel like the Epcot Resorts. Now, I know we're getting, I know we went off like, you know, the topic here of like, what was our favorite, most exciting thing. Yeah. But, uh, but sort of like, convenient stuff like that and, and places to stay because that's a really big part of it when you're staying there right right if you could be more centralized like any like i mean even the um caribbean beach or you know anything right there around epcot yeah. is is a great choice because it's more centrally located um, but if you can stay at one of the Epcot resorts, like Yotter Beach or uh, Boardwalk. I mean, or even Swan and Dolphin, Swan if you're going to stay off property. If you, I know. I, I always love how that's <laughs> off property, but it's on property. Yeah, it's like right on the other side of the lake. Like, <laughs> So it's not really that off property. Yeah. You can still walk to Epcot. But yeah, so Yotter Beach is always one of my ones that I like staying at. Plus it has Cape Bay Cafe. Oh yeah, I love which Cape is, Bay. Which is one of my favorite restaurants. Like on the weekends, I do crab legs there at the buffet and there's always like a character breakfast and the bonus too is there's a skyliner station that, that's being built right there at the um the entrance on that side so so let's talk about that too for a second because you know i mean that's something new that's coming and as far as convenience like you know it's it's going to take you uh from epcot to you can go to Hollywood Studios or you can go on over to the Caribbean Beach and stuff like that, right? Yep. And I think Pop Century and the, the bridge the between animation. Pop, yeah. yeah, the bridge between Pop Century and Art of Animation is like where the last stop is currently for the Skyliner. So that's going to be a nice little bit of convenience, I think. I think that they they up the value of those value value resorts. I use value resorts because if you've stayed at Art of Animation, it's not really value prices, but you get a b- bigger room. I know. It's more like they do have like littler rooms, like the, like the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. 
But the, trust me, if you stay at Pop Century or something before you do that, because uh, the Little Mermaid rooms are literally 20 minutes from the main building. It's not really literally. It's probably, it's probably it's, more like 10 minutes. It's a walk, trust me. But it's a long walk from all the transportation sections. I would say Nemo and Cars are going to be your closest. <clears throat> well, maybe Lion King. Lion King's pretty will close. Be, will be your closest three to the main building and also um, the Skyliner station. Right, because it's right on the bridge, which is right behind Nemo and right in between Pop Symphony and... Uh, uh, art of animation so I think that's a new that new feature right there is really great because you can just pop on that ride on up to Epcot oh, the, yeah. the back entrance is honestly here's my little Disney insider tip the back entrance to the world showcase entrance to Epcot is always always better than the front entrance guaranteed 100% if you can avoid <laughs> that especially at like Rope drop time, gate opening times. Oh my gosh. Like, avoid the front of the park. You know what the worst part of Epcot's, the front of Epcot is for me, is bag check. Yeah. They have literally five lines, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. It's not. Five or six lines. And they cram you in. And here's the other annoyance with that, right? So, the monorail resort's your only real option to get there from a monorail resort, like... Polynesian contemporary or Grand Floridian, right, is to ride the monorail there. And they already make you go through bag check one time to get onto the monorail. But at Epcot, you got to go through the bag check yet again, which just adds to the increased presence of people right there. Yeah, I mean, that it is, sucks because you have to go to the Ticket and Transportation Center, right? And then you have to get off the monorail. So they're probably thinking the people that got off, you could have got on from the, the TTC at that stop. So that's probably why you have to do that. But I think still is annoying. I think there should be a way for them to put another thing at TTC to rescan you. And then when you get to Epcot, get all that monorail traffic around... The bag check, because that, that, that would be a huge time saver for people. That is the most annoying bag check ever. And this is why, if I'm ever at a monorail resort, I almost always think, like, maybe I should just take a minivan to Yachter Beach and walk over, or Boardwalk and walk over there. Because bag check is such a nightmare at Epcot. Such a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that uh, definitely a pro tip there for sure. I'd say the Skyliner is a definitely benefit too. Mm -hmm. I really love the fact that the Skyliner is going to go to the value resorts. Like usually, you would think that something like that would be for a uh, you know like their higher end the deluxe thing. Yeah, yeah, the deluxe. And so I I think that that's going to be a value add, and and it's going to go through Pop Century in our animation, which is the value. And then there's the stop at uh, Caribbean Beach. And like the Riviera, too. And the Riviera. Riviera is going to be a DVC deluxe type thing, yeah. right? So, I mean, I, yeah, it's DVC, but uh, you'll probably still be able to reserve rooms there like you can at yeah, all have, the Disney resorts. Yeah, they have, um, you know, in our theme of new things, the Riviera is our newest DVC property. It uh, looks great. It really does look like they're going with a European style to it and uh -huh. flair to it. It really looks neat, I think. Yeah, I can't wait to see like some like um, Tim Tracker videos on the opening of that. I know. I'm sure he'll, he's been invited <laughs> to all these Disney things, so I'm sure he'll be out there. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be a video. But but yeah, so I think the Skyliner... Um, I think 
that is the biggest value add that Disney could have. And people are complaining because they don't have air conditioning, but think, but think about it. Like, you know, it's in Florida, if you're in the shade and like you're at least moving, with, you can open up the windows in there. You're going to have, like, it's going to be cool. It's not going to be dying. It's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a thousand degrees in there. I think it'll be pretty nice with the breeze and you're, you know, constantly moving. So. I think there's going to be a lot of people at first, too, that just go to ride the Skyliner just mm -hmm. because it's a new way to see Disney World. It, I mean, you don't see that view of the, from the air. Flying in over the lake into, like, you know, um, like the uh, Pop Century or, or Art of Animation. Mm -hmm. Like, that's amazing. Like... Like, seeing that view over the lake. And Caribbean Beach does the same thing, too, I believe. It flies in over the lake, too, so. Exactly. So, I think um, that's a really cool thing that's coming that I'm excited about. I Now, we, we do Gatlinburg a lot, right? And so, like, the gondolas that go up to, like, Anakisa and stuff like that. You know, I, don't, I feel like that's more terrifying than, like... The Florida ones would be because even if you get stopped or whatever, or the Florida ones, I don't feel like. I mean, it's going to be high in the air, but I don't feel like this will be terrifying like the Anakista ones, like where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm too high on the feet side of a mountain. Like, yeah, can, unless you're over the lake, they could probably get a boom lift up to get you off of the, the uh, exactly. Underwear. So Disney that's World. that's why I sort of think um, it's not quite as terrifying to me because. I don't know if anyone's been watching the channel for long enough. You know, I have like a little bit of a fear of heights. We can talk about that. I think I've talked about that in a video or two. Yeah. But anyway, so I think um, that's definitely a cool thing. Now, as far as like rides and stuff like that, like I like roller coasters like ever, Expedition Everest and stuff like that. But I kind of am more of like a classic ride guy. Like, oh, dark rides are... I'm a dark ride, boat ride kind of guy, like Pirates of the Pirates, yes. That's my favorite. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion is one of my, is my favorite, favorite of all time rides at Disney World. So I don't know, more of an old school dark ride kind of guy. Um, so that's why I'm kind of, going back to Epcot for a second, kind of excited about Ratatouille opening oh, up. Oh, I know. I really think that's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's a trackless, so you're going to be free-floating you know, on, on your ride vehicle through the ride, so. Right. It, you're going to be shrunk down to the size of a mouse. And I know it's in Paris and stuff like that, so I'm hoping there's a little bit different of a spin on it at Disney World. Maybe not, but, you know, it just depends. Um, but I don't know. I'm more of a dark ride kind of guy, so like that. And honestly, um, it's not going to open until later this year, but it is going to open in Disney World first is Rise of the Resistance. Right. That ride, now, the Millennium Falcon looks cool, and I'm, you know, we're going to, well, when this came out, we've probably already been to Disneyland. Yeah, oh, probably. Oh, yeah. Just, just oh, spoiled it. Spoiler. Spoiler oh, well, alert. It's a spoiler if we already went there, but yeah, maybe the video coming Right, out. right. So, look for videos coming up of that, and we, we'll probably talk about that in future podcasts and yeah. stuff like that, but... Yeah, so the Millennium Falcon thing looks cool, and we'll, yeah, hopefully we get to ride it when we're out there, but I'm more excited about the Rise of the Resistance thing, because it's, like, Disney's most technologically advanced. It's going to have, like, from what I hear, I don't know for sure, and I don't have the inside information here, but from what I hear, for, it's going to have, like, a pre-show, and then you're going to get on a ride to, like, where you're going out to the Star Destroyer or something like that. And then you're going to transfer from that vehicle to another ride vehicle, trackless, like the uh, Ratatouille stuff. And you're going to go through the show building, and it's going to be two levels. And you're going to, like, you know, be fighting Kylo Ren along the way, stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. 
and you're just going to have big, like, the blaster cadence, and you're really going to feel the blaster cadence and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. This one might be the new favorite ride. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping, but the hype is real, but if any of that is cool, uh -huh. as it sounds like it's going to be, I don't know. I'm super excited I, about that one. Really super excited about that too. And Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You know that, that should be opening next spring. I think they're saying in Disney World. So yeah, they sort of delayed it, but I think what they're doing was because you know Toy Story Land sort of opening it up in phases. Like there would have been like too close to Galaxy's Edge and Walt Disney. Yeah, World. it's gonna. They wouldn't want to open it at the same time. They're gonna give time for that hype to die down, especially since they're both in the same park. Yeah, yeah, so it's funny that Rise of the Resistance is opening at Disney World before Disney Lane, but, but my personal thought on that is because they were so far ahead of the construction on Disney Lane, and they already knew that they were um, Rise wasn't going to open right when they, the lane was ready, so um, they went ahead and opened it, which I think is a great move by Disney. It lets people get in there, kind of kills the hype down a little bit, so maybe it's not going to be super packed, because I've, I've heard that the reservation system hasn't really been utilized too much, where you have to, like, Lately, get a 40 yeah. ass. Right. We're going to hope when we go I know. it's the same, so we can just roam in there, but um, I think that the, the, um, the, way, the reason it's opening ahead of time in Disney World is because of the fact that the lane isn't ready, and so they have more time to work on all the technical issues, so... Right, yeah, so they don't, they don't have the park guests to deal with and contend yeah. with and work on, only work on it after hours and stuff like that, so... But, yeah, as far as rides coming, like, those two, Rise of the Resistance and then um, the Ratatouille thing, I am beyond excited about. I know, I can't, can't wait. Like, definitely Disney World... The, the thing about Disney World compared to Disneyland, we're not going to compare, but... Like we, we already just, did a video. We already did a video. We'll drop a video. Yeah. But uh, like right here. But uh, I think like there's just so much more to do. Like you can play in like a week's vacation at Disneyland and be like, okay, I'm done in like four days. We can have pool time or whatever. Yeah. But, but like the same amount of time in Disney World. Yeah, and a lot of that too is Disney World is huge. Yeah, it's 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 so massive. That's why the gondolas are going to help in the monorail. Any more that any place they can add to suck up people is like necessary. I think at Disney World. Yeah, is and you know the Tim Tracker sort of hit on this too, like a little bit in his video. Is they're building all these new resorts and things like that. Like, they just opened the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. Yep. And they're opening the um, the one at Caribbean Beach. The Riviera. The Riviera. And they're opening a new one at um, Wil behind Wilderness Lodge. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, the Tim Tracker sort of hit on this, and I sort of agree with it. Like, Disney, I mean, and I know why they're doing all these expansions, is because... You're getting, you're expanding the amount of people that are going to be able to come to your parks, right? So you need more places to put these people. So you got to add more volume and more area. So that's why they're doing these things to suck up the people like these new rides and things like that. But Tim Tracker hit on this too. He said, it's almost time for Disney to think about doing a fifth park in Walt Disney World because of all of the people, you know, like maybe you... Maybe it would be like a Pixar, yeah, it could be Pixar, dedicated land or sure. or world or something like that. Um, 
And I kind of agree because, like, last time we went to Disney World, which wasn't this year, it was last year, but, I mean, it was busy, and it's busy all the time. Remember where there used to be downtime at Walt Disney <laughs> Yeah, I mean, World? like, you can walk around, you can get on rides. I really think that FastPass kind of, like, hosed up a lot of the rides, too, though, because, like, Pirates out in Disneyland doesn't have FastPass, and you can literally, the line could be out the queue, and it could still only take you, like, 15 minutes to get to because they don't have fast pass. Like, the thing, like, if Disney would, I don't want to say, like, trigger anyone, but, like, if Disney would, like, make a, a, a max pass type of, like, fast pass system where you have to have monetary value attached to that, like, it, it helps the rides. I'm, I'm saying it helps the, the standard people, like, that didn't pay for the ride is what I'm saying. Like, because you have, like, fewer number of people going through the Max Pass line versus right, the Fast Pass. Well, the Fast Pass, everyone that stays at a resort gets yeah, that thing, like, so. and you can book them. Like, those are super uber competitive. You got to, like, beat out the soccer mom down the road that's, like, staying by your, like, 1201 when she can book it. She's, like, got the got every page open and ready to click it or something. So. And, which makes it hard for, like, people that live down there. I mean, yeah. If, if, you're, you're, if you're a local... And stuff like that, you know, going there, getting your fast pass, like, because you can only book it a month out then. It's somewhat challenging, but, you know, I mean, I, it's still possible. But, yeah, Disneyland, the way the Max Pass works is you have to, you can't pre-book it, and you have to physically be in the park, right, before you can book the Max Pass, which is still an added benefit for Disneyland Resort guests, because they get the extra hour in the morning. right. And they once you're in the park, you can start booking your either your park ma your max passes for the for the park. When, as soon as you walk in, you're waiting in line for whatever ride because you're in the extra magic hours. You're like, oh, let's ride Guardians of the Galaxy, bam, you know, or yeah. oh, let's ride Soar over California, bam. Um, but you have to physically be in the park. There's no pre-planning. There's no pre-booking for that stuff. So that's definitely. I think, like, I, I like the MagPass system. I don't like paying for it, but I think it. I see the benefit in it. Right. I mean, people will say Disney's just trying to get extra money out of you. I think really what it is is a crowd control method. Mm -hmm. That, like, you know, I'm not saying favors one person or the other. I'm just saying it's your choice if you want to buy it. You don't have to buy it. You can, right. you can literally, like I said, Pirates takes 10, 15 minutes even if the queue's all the way out the entrance so so yeah that's the one thing i think disney world could do better you know i know like even because we stayed club level and you can actually buy extra fast passes and stuff like that like for a club level which i think they last time i talked to them though i think they might be getting rid of that or cutting back or something because how much extra was that it was like but uh was it? i think it's 25 or 50 dollars a person per Per fast pass, oh, per you can do three, but that also got you VIP seating to the fireworks show at the park that you're in. Okay, so that kind of is has an added benefit. So it was nice because, like, say you're going during a busy summer day, right? And everyone's at a school or spring break or something like that, and everyone's at a school. Even if you book your three fast passes, say you pick your three favorite rides, which we won't get into the tiered thing right now, but Disney World, uh, Magic Kingdom isn't tiered, so let's just use Magic Kingdom for an example. 
So say you book like Seven Dwarves and uh, Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain, for example. You had your three, and then when you got there, you could hope to get the other ones. But it wasn't always easy, right? Yeah. So like the club level thing helped you because you could say, oh, now just pick the six busiest rides that you can think of. Which is almost always Big Thunder, Splash Mountain, Mine Train, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, I don't really like Space Mountain too much. Uh, Pyrex is but, pretty good. <laughs> Pyrex is cute. At Disney World is huge, huge. <laughs> it's like you, you walk you walk across the park on that one. You get it. But anyway, so like, and then. Um, you know, so say pirates and uh, like what, whatever. So say Mind space mountain yeah. and um, you know whatever else. So you pick the six busiest rides that you could possibly get that you all want to ride, and then it's oh, so much easier to backfill with like the, Buzz Lightyear yeah. or some of the smaller rides or Small World. You know, it's easy to snag a fast pass for those versus like the bigger rides like that, and that's and also. In the parks with tiers, it doesn't matter which ones that you purchase. You could just purchase, like, for example, at Animal Kingdom, there's no way you, in the same day that you could book, like, Flight of Avatar Flight of Passage in the Navi River Journey because it's on the same tier. So they would never let you. But you could purchase Navi River Journey, uh, Flight of Passage, and Expedition Everest. And, you know, that's all the same tier. You would never be able to do that. But see, now I just got fast passes for all three of those. Plus, I get three more fast passes that I can use on the Safari and the Cali River Rapids or whatever else. Or a character meet. Or a character meet and greet. So, see, that's sort of like Disney World, how they do their fast passes. Or, I don't know, like I said, I'm not real sure if they still, like, allow club level guests to buy the, the passes. But... Definitely a positive um, aspect. So, fast passes aside, I think like um, Disney World definitely will be like a big because I mean they have like um, Disney Lane. Lane has Downtown Disney, but it's really not Disney Springs level mm. as entertainment. Disney Springs is almost almost that that extra gate that Disney needs. Right, and they're definitely adding some new things with the NBA experience opening up. Uh, actually, I think it might be opened up by the time this video. Or yeah, it probably will be. And then um, the uh, the Cirque du Soleil that'll mm -hmm. be coming the back. New Cirque du Soleil, and they have like music venues like House of Blues. Um, you know, so they have different options, and it's like a free thing for you to yeah, go do. Yeah, free, free. Obviously, you can't like it's not free to go into these things. You have, there's well, like I a, mean, like yeah. There's like a charge for that. Splitsville and stuff like yeah. that. Too. If you want to go bowling, Splitsville is a great option. I hear the uh, the food's really good at Splitsville, so so I think like Disney World for for a full vacation, like you can cram like water park days in there too if you wanted to. Like if you don't want to go to a park like and it's really hot one day, um, you'd play a day at the water park or something. And and also, I think the benefit of di where Disney is in in Florida, like, you know, you have coasts either direction, so, like, say you wanted to do a cruise, you could, like, go to Disney for a week and then do, like, a weekend cruise or something. Yeah, just, Port like, Canaveral. cap it off with a four-day Bahama cruise, or, well, I think they just do Castaway Key. Yeah, thing. Castaway Key, it might be Bahamas, Nassau, but, <laughs> anyway, so I think, like, the amount of options 
you have in Florida. And like, I mean, I get, I get California has tons of stuff to do too. I'm just saying, like, more Disney wise, like entertainment like that. So, any any other new things or anything like that that we like that Disney World is doing or having? I think like um. Like, the Tron life cycle will be kind of a cool addition to the skyline back behind um, Space Mountain. Yeah. But anyway, like, the building itself is, like, inside-outside type of a roller coaster. It looked pretty neat. I think, like, um, they're adding, like, a like a restaurant in uh, Toy Story Land to the, the, like, a barbecue place. Yeah, which I think they needed to do, honestly. Definitely. They needed, like, a, some sort of sit-down-and-get-out-of-the-heat type of place. I mean... Toy Story Lane is cool, but I, I feel like, you know, I feel like they need a little bit more, and I think they will. I think they'll build it up over time. Over time, like I, that. I have a, they might add another ride even too, because like um, Shanghai, like the video you guys just watched, um, you, you can, they have like the Rex's Racer, or RC Racer thing, which like, you know, it's a big like, thing kind of go, RC car goes up and down the track. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's room for improvement there. Um, I think um, Slinky Dog is cool, and I really hope to ride that next time we're at Disney. Definitely. Uh, Alien Swirly Saucers, I'm not real sure about because... <laughs> I don't know about the Spinny Me thing. and Spinny rides, like, like just, I don't know, I'll link and play stuff here of our Disney thing from last time, but <laughs> Nathan get, thought it would be hilarious to take Daddy as fast as he could around and around. Oh my gosh. Me and Spinny rides. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be cool. I mean, it would be, probably be fun to experience, say you at least did it, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think, like, if I had to choose, like, parks, it would be, like, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, then Animal Kingdom, then Hollywood Studios, but maybe with Star Wars Land opening, Galaxy's Edge, that it might bump above that, but I, I really like the feel of Animal Kingdom as, like, um, I don't want to say it doesn't feel like Disney, because it does, but it feels like you're in another place, really. I know, it's more like, you know, I mean, like Magic Kingdom's all in your face with, like, the the characters and the the movies and stuff like that, and, and Epcot's kind of, I mean, not as much, but I mean, it's still, I mean, their IP is taking over a little bit, like, in yeah, it is taking over a little bit, but, but Animal Kingdom, it definitely feels like you're more... In the jungles of, you know, Asia or Africa, or, Africa yeah. or something like that. You know, it's very, uh, they did a very good job of, uh, like, giving it that feel. I mean, not that you're ever really going to get that feel unless you're really there. But, I mean, as good as they can do, and Disney does a great job. Yeah, Disney's magic. Like, probably, their Imagineers are probably the best theme park designers. Attention to detail is really where it's at <laughs> with Disney and I don't know, you probably agree with me, but there's no one that does attention to detail better than Disney. Yeah, as far as theme parks, no. They're, they're king as far as it comes, like, that goes. So, I love Animal Kingdom, but I, and I know, like, with Pandora opening up and stuff like that, they're like, when they did that, they were like, oh, yeah, it's gonna, it's not, like, it's not a half-day park anymore, but I don't know. It's just, the one thing about Animal Kingdom is, there's not a lot of rides that I want to ride really there. It's more <laughs> like of a a day where you go chill and see some more animals. experiences. Right. You have the experiences. Do the Bugs Life movie thing. or You can do the Cali mm -hmm. River Rapids and get totally wet. wet. Yes, that's a fun <laughs> one. I, lo I love Cali River Rapids. It's, <sighs> it's, it's so fun. But uh, 
But I mean, like they have like those trails and stuff. And yeah, stuff like you don't have at the other parks like that. Yeah, you see like animals. You know, obviously Animal Kingdom, right? Um, they have the um, what's the barbecue place there? Right in the entrance. Um, oh, Flame Tree Barbecue. Flame Tree Barbecue is amazing. Like I love that place. It's kind of right by Dino Land. Yeah, walking yeah. that way. So I would say, yeah, for that's like a nice day for chill. I mean, the one thing about the park, though, is I feel like it's so ginormous and spread out. It, is, it is very spread out. Like, if you have, if you, you wouldn't do this, but, like, if you somehow snag the Fast Pass while you're over at Everest for, like, you know, one of the Pandora rides, like, that is, like, a good 15, 20-minute easy walk and then you factor in crowds it could be 30 minutes to get across the park yeah so <laughs> i mean that's the one thing i you know animal kingdom play on playing on a lot of down playing on character stocking those days like mm -hmm. do the mickey meet and greet do the you know the the new bird show with uh, uh yeah the, uh, yeah thank we watched that last time we were there it was pretty cool actually um it was like a long show. They did like a lot of different things. I think they're retooling it a little bit now, but yeah. But uh, I kind of liked it. I mean, it was fun. We watched it. Um, but yeah, this what. But Animal Kingdom for me is still more of a. You do it till about five, and then everyone runs away because the other thing about Animal Kingdom and uh, it's because you know I don't know if it's by design or what, but. There's not a lot of places to escape the heat as far as getting inside buildings and yeah. air conditioning and stuff like that. So, Animal Kingdom is one of the ones that take it out of me usually uh, because it's always hot in Florida. Yeah. And there's nowhere to escape the heat hardly at all in Animal Kingdom. I mean, you can go to shops and restaurants, <laughs> but you're not going to be there for like long periods of time. The only two shops that really have great air conditioning is like the outpost thing that's right up front. Yeah, right, right well, over the bridge. Well, yeah, right over the bridge, right, like right by the Tree of Life. That's like the best air conditioning in Animal Kingdom. Um, they, some of the restaurants, I don't know what it is. It's, I think it's because it's more open air type thing, but they don't really do the air conditioning as much. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even Starbucks is kind of like that too, so... So, that's the one thing about Animal Kingdom that I, I mean, it's still like a half day park for me. I wouldn't spend the entire day there. I think like at night too, it gets, like if you go, go like later, like maybe make a pool yeah, day yeah, at the beginning uh -huh. and then go towards Relax. the evening. Like if they have extra magic hours, they usually don't, I don't know how much extra magic hours in Animal Kingdom, but... They, they used to, like, when Pandora first opened, it was, like, at night a lot more, and they have the Rivers of Light thing there. So, it's open later than it used to be, but still... I would say, like, had playing to head over there at, like, four. Maybe have dinner when you get there at Flame Tree Barbecue, and then go roaming, because, like, that park at night, like, before it gets super dark, is beautiful, so... It is, yeah, and especially, like, in, like, the new lane, like, Pandora, and, and the Tree of Life, they started doing that, the the show. Oh, yeah, it. the tree show, yeah, that's that's really good, too. So, I, you know, it's, it's really, and that way you avoid the heat a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the worst part of it for me. There's Animal Kingdom, there's, like, nowhere to escape the heat. I, I agree with that, for sure. So, definitely use that pro tip there. Go later on in the day. It doesn't have to be... But maybe anything after two, you know? I think, I think the only reason Hollywood Studios is so low for me 
is because there's like right now there's not really that much to do. Like, yeah, they. I mean, it's starting to get better. I mean, the last the, time we went there, there was a lot of stuff down. Like, um, Toy Story Lane for us wasn't even open last time yeah, we, we were in there. But now, like the Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy thing opened up. Yeah, and and the, that looks kind of cool. Back by uh, Rock and Roller Coaster and uh, Tower of Terror is still there. And I mean. The uh, terror is like one of those things where you gotta talk yourself into it sometimes, right, I right, feel like. Yeah. You're like, cause you all know it's coming, but like they take you through that little track thing. Like Guardians out in, in so sorry to get off the track here, but Guardians of the Galaxy out in Disneyland. Like you just kinda go back <laughs> and then they start shooting you up and down. So you don't have that build up to it's just like scream right away, but I think, like, that's what makes Tower of Terror, everyone loves it so much, but I love that ride, I just, you know, once a vacation and I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, so they're starting to get some things, the Toy Story lays open now, um, I think it'll, and they're going to open up, uh, down in Walt Disney World, they're opening up that Star Wars themed hotel over by it. Oh yeah, that Hollywood cool. Studios too, so... There's starting to be some things. Uh, yeah, I guess in like what another. Um, well, when these, when everyone see this is probably open, but this, this Galaxy's Edge is probably open. Yeah, Galaxy's Edge is at least probably soft opening. So uh, if it's uh, not already open by now. But yeah, so I think that that could move above um, Animal Kingdom for me. I mean, it's hard to like just like every park is awesome. The only thing that I really haven't checked out at Disney uh, World. Are the water parks, have you ever... No, we've, we've talked about it before, like going to Blizzard Beach or... Um, just not like a huge water park. Know. That's my person. problem too. I don't like the slides. I don't like the sun being out exposed in the sun all day. It's just like unless there's a beach and a fruity beverage attached to it, I'm not really too down for that. So I know. I just, I'm not, like you said, I'm not a water park guy. So I, I, I would know. like to check it out once or twice, whatever, you know. I think Blizzard Beach is supposed to be a really good mm -hmm. one, but... Typhoon Lagoon's the other one. Yeah. But, I mean, they do have, like, Putt-Putt um, down around the whole, uh, I guess it's Epcot area. So, there's there's plenty of options at Disney World that I would totally... Like, totally makes your vacation um, magical, no matter what. Just play it on don't, not doing all the things, right? Right. Because there's no way you can all do. the things you're going to be disappointed. You're, you're going to be going crazy too because the transportation from getting to your resort to the thing is usually the worst you part. You got to plan an hour for the bus no matter where you're going. Maybe not that bad for the monorail loop or whatever, but like if you if you have to do a bus, plan an hour at least for your especially if you have a dining reservation, then plan like 15 minutes to get through the gate. Mhm. Mm so, like, maybe an hour and a half is if you have a dining reservation and you're in Animal Kingdom and dining reservations at uh, Disney, um, Magic Kingdom, play it an hour or hour and a half yeah, to get there. For sure. And, I mean, that would be, like, worst case scenario because Animal Kingdom is the farthest. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's funny because, like, Animal, like, I was talking to a cast member one time. On the book in the reservation, and I was like, I'm not sure which one I want to go in. And he's like, Have you considered Animal Kingdom Lodge? And I'm like, Yeah, I mean, I've stayed there before, and but you know, there's just times because the kids are at the age where they really just want to spend time at Magic Kingdom, and I'm cool with that because I love Magic Kingdom too. Who doesn't? But 
the guy's like, oh, it's not more than a 20-minute drive. And I'm like, yeah, but there's times. Yeah. I stayed there, and I know, like, late at night or early in the morning, you're not going to get there in 25 minutes, like they say. It was 45 minutes. I mean, especially easy, after a fireworks or something, you're really going to play in two hours yeah, to get back to your hotel. So, there's just things. And that's why earlier when I was talking about location... Uh, of your resort, you know, this is something that people think, oh, they just look at the price and they're like, hey, I want to, you know, I want the cheapest thing that possible you can get, which is fine, but you got to understand sometimes the cheapest thing that you can get is sometimes further away from everything. Yeah. And that's why, like, staying central around Epcot's, like, my ideal thing. Unless we're spending a ton of time at Magic Kingdom, then I'll, one of those resorts, like, the Wilderness Lodge, the boat over there to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that's a great, great time. That's uh, awesome. <clears throat> and the, the bus ride isn't that bad either. But So think about these things. Like if you know for sure you're going to spend a lot of time at Magic Kingdom, look at some of the Magic Kingdom resorts. Um, you can even do uh, like Fort Wilderness is up there. Yeah, I mean you can do rent a cabin at Fort Wilderness, you know. That's like a moderately priced thing. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's... It's a little bit bigger space than what you would have if, if say, you booked, like, a, a value resort or whatever. So, think about, like, things like that. Look at the resorts on the map and say, where am I going to spend? If you're going to spend your time all over the parks and go to all of them, that's why the Epcot resorts are kind of good. Because if you look at the Disney World map itself, Epcot's sort of, like, the almost, not, I wouldn't want to say the center, but... It's close-ish enough to the center. Yeah. Um, because when we stayed at the Yacht Club, I'll, I will say, like, the bus rides were a little stressful. But it was never, like, I never spent 30 minutes on a bus like I did when I stood at Animal Kingdom or even at Wilderness Lodge. Even, yeah, the Magic Kingdom area, if you got to get anywhere else, you're waiting for a while. And there's value resorts there, too. Like, well, uh, Pop Century's not too bad. Yep. And, uh, but I mean, like, Caribbean Beach and is like the moderate resort that's pretty close to Epcot. They have, uh, Port Orleans and French Quarter, but those are a little bit further up. Yeah, they're more downtown or Disney Springs. Disney Springs-ish. I would kind of avoid that, um, but also, Epcot area resorts, and I think, uh, isn't it, um... Coronado. That's, Coronado Springs is it's kind of... It's I, behind Hollywood City. It might yeah. be more Animal Kingdom. I'm just saying it might be but, more Animal Kingdom-esque, but yeah. But that one's still within that circle of like, it wouldn't take you 10 million years to get to and from. Yeah, but I mean, there's always going to be like pros and cons everywhere. But like you said, that's a really good like pro tip is is like Liquid Park, you know you're going to be at most like... I mean, it's, it's okay if you want to go visit Animal Kingdom and you're at the, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom area. But, mm -hmm. like, if 90% if of your vacation is going to be, like, I'm going to Magic Kingdom every day. I'm doing the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party. You know, like, you want the convenience of staying close. Right. Definitely pick one of the Magic Kingdom area resorts. And I know there are some, they're kind of expensive up there, so... That's why, I say, that's why I say the Epcot area, because it's usually you can get value resorts yeah. around there. Pop, Art of Animation, you know, like the All-Star ones. Yeah, All-Star's a little bit further out still, but it's a little bit farther, yeah. But. but, yeah, so think about that. That's one of the things I feel like most people don't think, I think they just, they see the price, but they don't consider time on the bus and, and convenience, really. Yeah, I mean, last time we went to Mickey's Not So Scary, we just stayed at 
like the contemporary and you just walk over there. You don't have to worry about a bus. Speaking of walking over there, did you hear that they're they're getting a, a walking path finally from Grave Floridian to Magic Kingdom? No, that'd be convenient. I know. It can't be too much farther back than uh, the uh, contemporary is. I don't know. I, yeah, it's not too bad um, because it's so far around the thing here. Yeah. Um, but the, but people have been asking for it. If, if you look down when you're riding the monorail, there's already like a path there. So I don't know what else they would need. Maybe it doesn't go all the way over. Oh, okay. But I know that. But if you look down, there is a path that goes along the monorail route. So maybe they just need to widen it and put more lighting or something like that out there. But I heard that and I was like, ooh, that's exciting. That'll be convenient too. I mean, <laughs> that'll be nice. I mean, I've never stayed at the Grand, but you know, that'd be like another selling point for it. I know we stayed there one time, but we were just uh, that was like before we went on that Disney cruise, so we didn't really go to the parks or anything. It was it's a nice resort. Um, it's very spread out. Like you wouldn't, you know, it's one of the deluxes, but it's like so everything's in its own building and it's very spread out. Like um, I've heard a lot of people say that about the. The Grand, it's like it's a great resort to stay at. The whole, it's you feel like um, you're in the value resort, like as much as you have to walk. <laughs> you do. I mean, um, I think I honestly think the Polynesian, if you get one of the outer buildings, is kind of the same way. But it's but the Grand Floridian is just like bigger. Yeah, it's like more, more definitely spread out over more area. I think so, the the benefit too of the Poly though is you can walk to ticket and transportation from there. So yeah, that's definitely one of the places. If you're going to Epcot, you don't have to hit the monorail loop, the resort monorail loop, to get back to the ticket and transportation center. Just hop right on the Epcot monorail, bang, yeah. or there. So that's nice. But I mean, you know, think about these things yeah. when you're booking your your location is everything at Disney. Like Disneyland, not so much because it's all like right in one spot. Disney World, you gotta you gotta understand how much area Disney's working with here, and they still have more room to expand. I know so. We're excited about future expansions, yes. Disney. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. Um, I feel like that's a good, like, you know, I feel like they might have got some value out of this, didn't you? I, I think so, yes, yeah. But um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here because, you know, we could probably talk about this for two hours, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, easily. It's one of our favorite places on Earth, uh -huh. honestly. Any Disney park. Um, maybe next time we'll talk about other Disney parks that we want to uh, possibly Ooh. make future plans to. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Huh. But anyway, so uh, make sure you subscribe here to so you don't miss any future podcasts and stuff like that. Um, if you're if you're kind of new here, our podcasts are just sort of like free flowing. Like last time, we just talked about air travel versus. You know, road, road tripping. Trips. So, you know, we're going to be, like, generally talking about travel um, and talking about Disney because that's things we like to do. So, if you're into that, definitely follow along. Um, you can hit us up on any of the podcasts. We're now Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, look for the Hildebrand Family Podcast. Um, all the links are below. Uh, so, make sure you follow us there. And thanks a lot for watching. Peace and love.